Jake Paul is a wild mother boy. He's the best. It's unbelievable. Whoa. No, wait for it. No. Wild mother yeah. boy, son. Yeah. Oops, I'm sorry, Connor. I know your PR team is trying to hide that video. If you're just an average, like, run-of-the-mill fighter, would you fight Jake knowing what you and your family is going to have to go through? What's up, everybody? Let's just get it started. Here it is. I have very important questions to ask you guys. What's up? I'm being serious. Okay. Yeah. Al, get off your phone, man. I, I got important kidding. questions Jesus. to ask you guys. I need your feedback. Thank I'm you here. for paying attention. Hey, you said, I don't know what we're going to talk about. No, I know exactly what we're going to talk about. You think that Bill Gates' daughter's boyfriend's oh vax? My gosh. <laughs> yo, that's a catch 22. Yo, that's a catch 69, dog. Is Bill Gates' daughter's black boyfriend vaxxed? Maybe that's, that's Ooh, part of the reason. Maybe she she's trying to piss off her dad twice. Yes! Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's funny. I thought she was just trying to rebel, but with the vax, Don't but you're yeah. also yeah. like black as well. That was racism, hey. son. Hey, but not like, he me? don't look like boarding school black. He don't look like. Who does he look like? He looks like just, he looked like Al. What are you trying to say? Puerto Rican black. Al with stitches. Oh, damn. Al with what? Al's, yo, Al's a real ass black dude. Nobody can call him soft. Nobody can call him no boarding school. Al's real know. black for Al's sure, dog. Al's a kid from Far Rock, dude. I don't even know what's going on right now, son. Stop. <laughs> I, I really don't know. Stop. I really don't know. the Chick-fil-A outfit, bro? He looks fire. Eat more chicken. Let's go, Al. He's a Chick-fil-A <laughs> Yo, I was thinking about what it was, and I did not have anything with Chick Fil A. That's I was thinking, fine, I was thinking you guys were gonna go Milkman or some shit like oh, that. Oh, no. uh, Rorschach test. Oh yeah, Rorschach test. Like Rorschach test in them. I don't even uh, know what's happening with the feet. There's like no colors that even blend at all. It's like you got nah, two nah, separate nah, outfits on. <laughs> With the strings. You <laughs> 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 thought he had no strings on his pants, idiot. Oh, come on. Is Bill Gates' daughter's boyfriend uh, Vax, bro? Nah. Huh? Come on, he's not Vax. He's not. No. He's not Vax. Why not? He's not Vax. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Off the cuff, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Do you think you, just, you could look at somebody? Do you, you think she was just vax? looking for a dude that wasn't Vax, and the only guy she could find was a black dude? Oh, so you're saying she wasn't really into him no, because of the color of his skin? Maybe. Maybe she's, maybe she's like, I need an unvaxxed guy, and then yeah. she set out a whole There's blast. a lot of unvaxxed white guys. You're probably related to a good amount of them. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but we're all married, okay? Yo, if you have multiple tigers on your shirt, are you vaxxed? How many tigers do you have on your shirt before you know you're not vaxxed? What are you saying? Motherfucker right here. Okay, now how do you know? How do you know? You just know, bro. Yeah, Akash, you next. <laughs> just give you ass. I'm trying to figure out what Akash's outfit yeah. is even right now. I match the shirt and shoes. But you do. There you go. I'm killing him. I'm oh, killing oh, him. Oh, the gray shirt and the gray shoes. Yeah, I'm killing Dude, him. that shit. Miles laughed extra him, hard on that. Is that tough for you? <laughs> the, uh... I outdid you, Miles. I outgrade you, bro. Miles can't tell the color difference. Yeah, it was a color, yeah. was a color thing. Uh, okay. Oh, I forgot about no, that. No, it's, it's all good. We're going to keep it moving. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So what I want to know is your outfit. Yeah. When you go into the store. Yeah. Do you even look at the sizes? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> or you just grab whatever's there and then you run out. <laughs> Yo. Do you try shit on? People be sending me stuff and yeah. if it ain't the right size, I'm not gonna not wear it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so they just sent you this? Yeah, I'm okay. not gonna not wear it. Got you. Now, do you have somebody with a gigantic helmet on put on your shirts before you put them on? <laughs> <laughs> Do you put on your bicycle helmet and then get dressed? Is that, is that how it works? It goes over my hook helmet. If y'all don't make fun of my hair yet, what? son. With the Hitler haircut? What do you mean? <laughs> oh, shit. What? Hey, why don't don't they... whip it that much. Wow. Then it... Why are you saying that? Jeez. Why? Oh, oh my God. What Jeez. <laughs> no, no, but I got no spray. My shit is looking crazy right now. Colin, not bro. enough to make fun of him, in my yeah, opinion. No, if you ask it's me. Not... <laughs> That's how you dishonor He's like, you're not going to say anything about my lustrous. Yeah, hair my, right my now? Car, so it's my lustrous. <laughs> my hair is lustrous. Yo, my hair is so <laughs> lustrous. But I was 50% through that word and he was like, fuck it, yeah. I'm rolling the dice <laughs> on the back half. It's still lustrous. <laughs> oh is, lus is luscious a word? Is no, that what it's lustrous. Oh, lustrous. Luxurious no, lustrous. and luscious together. Yes. Lustrous. There you go. I do feel like it's lustrous. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> it's working right now. Thank you so much. Guys, this is the weekend. Big day Sunday. 
Do we change the motherfucking game or not? Okay, infamous, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are all watching together. Let's make a motherfucking comedy pay-per-view event appointment viewing. Let's do this. You spread the word. Thank you so much. Everybody already bought it. Okay, and thank you so much. Everybody who's sharing it, telling their friends, etc. Let's go. TheAndrewShultz.com. You get it from my website. Buy it up. We got the fashion merch. We got everything else. We also got the live stream. We're doing the hang with the flagrant boys immediately afterwards. So chill with us for that as well. But uh, let's do it. Let's run it up. Let's run it the fuck up. This is it. Sunday. Big motherfucking game-changing situations, okay? And also, shouts to BetOnline once again. They are matching the money that you buy the special in with a free bet online on BetOnline. So they basically will either, if you have an account existing attached to an email, they're just going to put $15 in there for you to gamble. And if you don't, you go make one, you get $15. Simple as that. So this is the first special you could actually make money on. The infamous stimulus, go get your fucking bread up, put it on some crazy bet, become a goddamn millionaire, and then give me a piece of that shit, okay? Spread the word. We'll see you this Sunday live, infamous Let's get back to the show. All right, but my second question, because I told y'all I had two, mm-hmm. and you haven't even answered the first one. I don't remember the first one, to be honest. It was about Bill Gates' oh, yeah. daughter. I, I answered. No, he's not back. She's trying to piss off her dad She's twice. She's trying to piss off daddy. Mm-hmm. Twice. Twice. Yes. That, you believe twice because that's that's more of a thing in your community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also probably Bill Gates' community. So, you know what I mean? What? Bill Gates, Donald Sterling. I don't imagine the communities are that different. Do you think billionaires might have like racial I, I, you know, Call me crazy. Yeah. They yeah, might. Yeah, yeah. Okay, listen. I mean, yeah, I, He gives water to black people in Africa. Yeah. yeah he to thinks, keep them there. Yeah. <laughs> like so many were moving here, Al. And it was like, why? Because water? Okay. He's here's still got his daughter. Hey. <laughs> still got, let's go. He ain't doing nothing for Flint. <laughs> well, he can't help Flint. Well, no, facts, bro. Why do you go to gone. Flint? Because you don't want to help the ones here. That's too far what, gone. You, there's Africa's nothing you can do? There's nothing you can do yeah. with the Flint water? Yeah, he yeah. looks at black people the same way Africans do. He's like, y'all are different. Africans yeah. and black Americans, yeah. different thing. I fuck the one of you. That's a short thing. When are we going to blend that, those groups? When are we going to make them one? What? Is, what? Black yeah. people and Africans? You know how like originally like Irish and Italians, whites, we didn't consider them white? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, but they all became the same. And then eventually we were like, nah. We need numbers. Yeah, we need numbers. Y'all, y'all are good about when we need numbers? Let's, yeah. Hey, now it's Latinos. These Hispanics is going crazy. <laughs> right? I'm going to be honest. the zip zips? Do you consider zip zips white? Zip zips are white. Did I talk about this on a podcast? Yeah, you said that. Zip zips, yeah. No, that's no, zip no, zip no. Zip Did I talk about like what, how white people talk about Russians? No. This is wild. White people speak the same way about Russians as they do about like hood black people. But they're embarrassed about the hood black people, like the way that they speak about it. So they'll be like, eh, I wouldn't go there. It's kind of like urban. Sketchy. Yeah, it's a little sketchy. It's, it's whatever, sketchy. right? Like, like the rich whites yeah. will say that kind of shit, right? It's a little bit urban. It's a little like hood, whatever like that. But they speak about Russians just out in the open. They're like, oh, what's this restaurant like? Because, ah, it's all Russians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like, uh, are you are you going to go to Positano? Ah, the Russians came and it just ruined it. So, so down the value. Have, have you heard them speak about the uh, no, uh, Russians? No, I did. I'm not privy you. to these white convos. <laughs> <laughs> but I, for real, I think the Russians are the rappers of white people. Huh. Mm. Gaudy and shit, got the fucking brands, yeah, everything yeah, going yeah. crazy, yeah. tracksuit. And because we have this racial divide, they can't see themselves as the same. Both trying to fight for uh, attention. You talking about rappers and Russians? Yeah. Because <laughs> imagine you're Russian, you're growing up in this like a communist dictatorship where they're telling you you're not important at all. You're just part, like a small cog in this big machine. And imagine you're black in America and you're growing up in this system that's squashing you down and not letting you thrive. Mm. So the second you start to thrive, you're like, yo, everybody gonna know. Oh, that's an interesting observation. Mm. Right? That makes sense. Yeah. So why don't we take the black people and move them to Russia? <laughs> and then all the problems are solved. I don't think, no. Do you think that's it? I don't we know about if Russians... to be team Putin over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was trying to jump China, on China, any dictator. <laughs> Red day. Cut that shit out. Yo. Hey, hey, he made a good ass point. Yo, okay, okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What is your price oh, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. to support Putin? Oh, okay. 
This guy's crazy. <laughs> this guy's crazy. <laughs> this guy's wild. Tigers, bro. This guy's crazy. You got to give me that squad in FC Chelsea or whatever the fuck. You got to give me a oh, Abramovich's. You got to get Abramovich's money. I got to get his. Yeah, you got to get that. Twenty five million. You Otherwise, I don't Putin. trust it. Twenty five million. I don't trust Putin, dog. No matter how much money he gives me. Twenty five million. You nah. just got to be pro Putin on all the platforms that you're on. Anytime you're doing anything, you pro Putin. Do people know you got paid? And Putin will never fuck with me. No, you won't die. You won't die. Because my fear is Putin, you don't trust him. He'll still turn on you no matter what. Unless no, 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 you no, that, assume that that's not. Okay, 25 yeah. million. Yeah, done. Like what, you know, like all these guys that supported Trump? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they got breaded, you know, they got kicked out and like they support Trump. I'm just curious. What's the number to support them? If everyone knows that I got paid and I could just be like, yada, yada, yada. I love no, Putin. no one knows. How is that fun? No one knows? That's not a hype. Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. If you get sponsored by a giant company that everyone knows you're sponsored, then you're like, yeah, buy these shoes. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's why he's saying it. But if no one knows, 30 mil. If everyone knows, 50K. <laughs> Al? If everyone knows, it's the price of an ad read. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> one-minute ad read on Whatever, Putin. yeah. Um, Why doesn't Putin buy ads, bro? On a mega yacht. Huh? On a mega yacht, and they got to <laughs> upkeep it for forever. Okay, now I'm gonna take that I off. I think in terms of money, just think in terms of lifestyle. I just want a mega yacht. No, no. And I want to. I want to. In terms of Instagram, that's it's not even. Yeah. I want you don't think about any money. Like, here's five okay. pictures where you look really cool well, on Instagram, and then he'll do it. How many followers yeah. do you want to support? Yeah, 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 yeah. I want it parked no, in the no, Hudson. Thirst trap pictures. It gotta be docked in the Hudson. Yeah, yeah. And I gotta pay for shit. I want that. Okay. Now I'm gonna. That's alarmingly low. That's like three mil. Mega yachts are like two hundred mil. I don't know. I don't think so. No, mega yachts are crazy. Hundreds yeah, of millions of dollars. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Jerry, ja- Jerry Jones has like a $200 million yacht. Cheap whore. He's a land Florida. He's a land Florida. Yeah, he doesn't understand on. these things. I'm not in the water. I'm not Puerto yeah. Rican. I don't know about yeah. that. <laughs> they make boats. Wow. Yeah. No, no, no. Water is how they get here. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I mean. I'm going to take that offer. Okay. I'm going to call the banker. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to see what they say. All right. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Okay. What Got was your you. ring just now? That was the weakest what shit. That? Yeah, you gave that? up halfway through. Why are you looking at us confused? That was, that was, that was you know you gave up. It wasn't a ring. It was the vibrating. It wasn't a vibrating. It's, it's the silent. We're doing a fucking podcast. Also, Some of us are professional over but here. Also, the ring in the phone isn't silent. It's just silent on his end. No, mine is also. Okay. I was getting a, uh, like a rotor. Are you the banker? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, here's another question. Mm. <laughs> this guy's got a lot of questions. Okay, I got here's my second question. My first like this, question was fire. This is the third question, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think fourth. Oh, I count, count mass dork. <laughs> is it more to support Trump Come or Putin? On, son. Listen, here, this is, no, that was a question that inspired many other questions. Mm. Now we're mm. starting at a different question that will inspire other questions and uh, conversation, uh, right? Uh, uh. It's called, you know, podcasting. Uh. Look, here, here's my question number two. Question number one, very fruitful for us. Already. Okay. Had some great content to start the podcast. Okay? <laughs> very fruitful. Incredibly fruitful. It's going to be a very easy job for Chifty to cut the beginning yes. because it was so entertaining. Get hair gel, dude. Okay? Anyway. Chifty thought he was going to move in that camera a lot today with the tank top. Okay, um, guys. All right, I have a third question. Okay. I want, and I mean this fucking seriously. <laughs> I do. Chifty, fucking chill out, dude. You need to chill the fuck out and stop putting on Akata's shirts before he wears them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's your diesel ass. Do you know who Lou Ferrigno is, Shifty? Oh, I can see it. A little bit. Yeah. He was the first Hulk in yeah, like the, back in the TV day. show back in the day. Anyway, um, okay, guys, I have one more question. Oh, he's in the, the offer. Do you guys have any questions? That's. <laughs> do, do you guys have any questions really for me? Question. Do you have any questions for me? Any topics that you'd like to talk about? Have you seen the Jake Paul video? Jake Paul is a wild motherfucking boy. He's the best, dude. He's. I mean, he's. He's, he's not even fighting Connor. He's the best. It's unbelievable. You want to check it out? Yeah, let's watch this video. Connor McGregor just tweeted at me because of this interview. He has to get active again. You know, who knows when that's going to happen. These are his tweets, and here's my response. Connor, Connor, Connor. You're more active on Twitter than you are in the octagon. Stop taking Trembolone and start taking fights. You're more actively cheating on your wife than you are in the octagon. Your priorities are mixed up. Put down the bottle and get back to fighting. You haven't won a fight in five fucking years, and the last time you did was against Cowboy Cerrone, who hasn't won a fight. 
fight against anyone since fighting you. I'm a nobody, you say in this tweet. Well, yeah, you're right. I'm just a fucking kid from Ohio. I really am a nobody, but this is where you fought your sixth fight. There's literally two people in the crowd. And this is where I'm gonna be fighting my sixth fight. Madison Square Garden, the mecca of boxing. August 6th. I know you'll be watching, kiddo. Here's another fun fact. In your 18th fight, you made $150,000. In my fifth fight, I made 15 million. You wanna talk about pay-per-view buys? Nate Robinson, 1.8 million. Ben Askren, 500,000. Tyrone Woodley, one. 500,000. Tyrone Woodley, two. No one even wanted to see that fight. And we got 200,000 pay-per-view buys. In the last five years, you've had zero pay-per-view buys because you don't fucking fight. You have a lot to say about me, but I'm sharing millions of dollars with underpaid fighters while you're sharing hookers with Dana White. Whoa. No, wait for it. No. Wild motherfucking yeah, boy, son. Yeah. Oops, I'm sorry, God. Whoa. Son, don't beef with Jake. Yeah. I think there's more videos. <laughs> yeah, you want to keep I going? know your PR team is trying to hide that video. You shouldn't have fucked with me, Connor. This is my game. There's a new king in town. I'm running shit now. What's up, Connor? What's up? What's up? Last year, when I won knockout of the year, you were just getting knocked out. Fix your calcium deficiency, not breaking your bones, and let's get in the fucking ring and make $200 million. Connor, no matter how you slice it, we're just not on the same level. I'm my own boss. Yeah, you made $100 million when you fought Floyd, but Dana took half of it. So no matter what you do or what you make, cut that shit in half. We went net worth for net worth. I would shit on you, Connor. Put the bottle down, get off of Twitter, get back in the ring, and shut the fuck up. Or I'm gonna put you back on a leash. Fuck you, Connor. <laughs> yeah, they talk good shit, bro. So it's almost like they talk good shit. If you're just an average, like run of the mill fighter, yeah, would you fight Jake, knowing what you and your family is gonna have to go through? You, I think you would, because it's a payday. Yeah, fair enough. That's right. But you really got to look at that number yeah, and go, yeah. is this fucking worth it? Like you got to sit down with your family because, like go, you said, babe, he's coming after you. Yes. He's coming after everything. He's gonna get videos from my pet. It is. He's gonna make you earn that fucking money, boy. They're yeah. already risking their life going in the ring. It's like, but, but it's, it's different. Your, life. your family, son. Imagine your girl. He's posting pictures and shit. Yeah, yeah no, you know what I mean. Like picture of you cheating. Now your girl got to talk to her friends about it. Yeah. She going to the store. Now she's embarrassed she publicly. She's embarrassed. No, that shit is crazy. And here's that what you brought crazy, up. But still, this is he's not even fighting Connor yet. This is pre-fight hype shit. And I'll be honest. So once the fight is announced, man, son. son it, if he fights Connor in boxing, he's fucking Connor. I up think there. that's. I think he's gonna win. Really? I think so. Fucking Connor. The up. only thing I don't get: why are you doing this before the fight? He's, it makes it seem like you're not even like interested in this fight. Like it's not gonna be a good fight. I think it's more just like anything to promote him because he's gonna have to promote everything for this fight. Oh, okay. Because a lot of people don't know Hasim Rahman yeah. Jr. Right, so it's like it's all gonna have to be interest in Jake. And maybe, maybe what he can do is get the boxing community to be like, finally, the, here's a real boxer. All the boxing fans are going to hate on Jake, and then all the boxing fans are going to buy the fight so that they can watch <coughs> Jake potentially lose. Mm -hmm. In the same way, like, Floyd made all that money. It was a lot of motherfuckers just paying to see him finally get beaten mm -hmm. up. Yeah. I think that's the angle for this. I don't know. I got to see him. But if you're a fighter, do you want to bark up that tree? You got to do like an audit. You got to get a company to like go through your whole history, like on some presidential shit, wipe everything clean, yeah. get all your family member, get all their shit off. Yeah. Because anything will You got to assume he up. hasn't already gone through it. Because he's been, this again, <clears throat> fight's not announced, fight isn't on the table, and he's already going through your shit. Yeah. Well, I'm sure people just send him stuff. Yeah. Sure oh, that's yeah, the yeah, other yeah. thing. Yeah. Once you show that you're doing this type of content or you're exposing people like this, People who like to expose are going to be out there. Yo, have you seen this video? Theoretically, that girl, not that she did, but she could have just taken the video, sent it right to him. Oh, Nothing you think it came from Shorty? I, I'm not saying that, that happened. I'm saying that's a, that's now that he, like, you know he'll do that, you yeah. could do that. A girl could do that. Mm. Get some dirt, send it right away. I'm not yeah. sending it to anybody. I'll just fuck this guy. Or this will help you out and maybe get me a favor with you, whatever. So let's say that this is something I'm interested with that girl. It's like, these girls are prostitutes, right? And this is, you know, you get paid to leave. You don't get paid for the sex. You get paid to leave. You heard that yeah, saying, so right? Best quote ever. So, <laughs> <laughs> Greatest quote ever. Charlie Sheen, hero. Oh, did he say that? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm wondering if this affects her bottom dollar. You're the type of girl that gets paid by very rich dudes to fuck. Now you've shown that you can't be trusted. Correct. You have incriminating evidence. Who's fucking that girl now? 
and the service that you might have used to get this girl, because you're not just getting her off the street. You, yeah. At this level of wealth, you got to call the madam or something like, yo, bring her through. That's huge violation. Like, you get fired. Like, that yeah. girl's done, right? Yeah. There's got to be some people that look at that and they go, oh, good enough for Connor, good enough for me. Yes. Yo, yo, 100%. That's that rapper shit. Yeah. 100%, but is it worth the risk? Like, now, if, if you're fucking with these girls, you literally... Unless you have some wild kink that they can satisfy, if you're just trying to get some pussy on the side while you're in some Dubai or wherever the fuck it is, is it worth your family to be with the bitch that videotapes shit and then ruin your the family? But most guys don't have a giant social digital footprint that, you know, like if some girl posts something from hooking up with like some finance guy in Soho yeah. or whatever, like it's not going to necessarily pop up. This guy, there's a level unless, of Unless comfort. she targets them. I, I, hear, I hear what he's saying. I guess I'm, I'm all, I'm wondering like, did she fuck what up her it? own prospects she in this her? career? Yes, 100%. And like, um, fuck, what is the word that I'm looking for? Like, it's not security, but uh, discretion. Discretion yeah. is part mm. of the job. It is like, incredibly important. And you're paying a premium for it. It's like, I don't, th- let's say she's a $10,000 a night girl. Ain't, ain't no difference in pussy between 1000 and 10000 I'm not paying you for your attractiveness. I'm paying you for she your discretion. She didn't look 10000 That's look another 10, thing. Like, throw a filter on, shorty. Like, yeah. this is you. Like, she didn't look 10000 yeah. But, like, I'm assuming she posts this on, like, her Instagram close friends or whatever, and then someone else rips it, and, like, she accidentally leaks it. Yeah, but it still fucks your career. That's also, yeah. also, the dudes that kind of— If you see this as your career, they might not see this as a career. This might be, like, a play to get more yeah, attention, to get more, et cetera, whatever. Yeah. That's well, the thing. Go, go. To Mark's point, like, I think there's a lot of dudes that see that as like, oh, shit, she was with Connor. Like, oh, I want to I want to get it. Agreed like, 100%. Rappers do that shit all the time. Yeah. Ball players do that shit all the time. You think Stormy I'm Daniels, like, like, career is better or worse since she, like, snitched on Trump? That's true. I think it's worse. No, I saw her stripping in a, in a club. Like, I, yeah. But what was she doing before yeah. Trump? What do you mean? That's an upgrade. She, I don't no longer have to fuck guys. I can just dance and people are coming just to see me because they and know I have that And you went just to go time. see her. I remember that. I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's an Mad upgrade. dudes in the front row with Make America Great Again hats really? throwing money, bro. Exactly. It was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. That shit helped her out. Good enough for Trump. Good enough for me. That's probably what those dudes are thinking. No. That's a great point. Maybe. I guess the ideal scenario would be if someone else leaks a video that's not from your phone, like the both of you are seen going into the hotel like room paparazzi together. Gets or exactly. So now you're the girl that's quiet about it. Somebody else got the shot. Yeah. Mm. But they if you're both. the girl that's taking pictures or videos without consent while I'm sleeping, nah. Also, but if they, if we, s- he's slipping, bro. You don't sleep. Yeah, you why fall you asleep the level of comfort <laughs> yeah. to fuck a hooker and cheat on your wife and then sleep yeah, that's while wild. she's still there is yeah. crazy that's to me. Prove how good she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's probably advertising. I put him night night. I ain't no UFC fighter neither. Yeah, yeah, knocked him out. Yeah. One more thing about Jake. Why do you think he beats Connor in boxing? Because I think the same thing. I'm curious about your reason. I think he's he's good at boxing. I think he's like very good at boxing. Good at boxing and been focused on it for years. Connor hadn't just boxed in years and he seems a little more content now. He got his proper 12 money. Oh, I don't think it's that at all. I, I think it's literally just he's good at boxing and he has an immense size advantage. Yeah. yeah Connor's tiny. Oh, that's true too. Connor fought, I think, when he first started in UFC at 145. Yeah. You know what I mean? I imagine like, he knocks out Con- uh, Connor. Yeah, yes. Height. Reach, reach, weight, reach, weight. Like Connor's probably walking around now at like 175 and he's swole as hell. Yeah, like yeah. he's not even in like actual kind of fighting shape. He's going to be slow at that weight too. Yeah. Like, Does he have any incentive to fight Jake? I think the fight would be crazy money. Yeah. Yeah. If he needs that. That's, it is crazy money. And if he thinks that he can actually beat him, I think Connor believes he can beat anybody on the planet. I I'd rather see that to. fight than Jake versus Tyson. Jake versus Tyson. Yeah. But yeah. it's so engaging, though. Tyson, anything is going to be so much fun. But I hear you. Like, I think it makes for a better fight. Yeah. Like, I, I, come on. Tyson destroys. So I, Unless he's just running, like, what? Um, who did he fight? Uh, Jones? Yeah, Roy Jones. Yeah. Like, he was just running the whole fight. Oh, you said yeah, Roy yeah. Jones won that fight. No, I didn't. I'm pretty sure you. No, he sure was, he was running that. the whole fight. I'll be tweeting the wildest shit. You don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he tweeted that. It's not. I'm like this well, guy. Yeah, he, he just say, say it. whatever. He didn't say it. he tweeted it. <laughs> That's a different Tweeting thing. is different. Yeah, yeah. Tweeting. Yeah. I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think if I'm Connor, I'm fighting Jake as soon as I possibly can because the kid is getting exponentially better at boxing every single year. So, the earlier you get him, the better. Yeah. What if it's MMA? Uh, if it's MMA, that's Connor, right? Even with the size advantage? Yeah, because like, here's the thing. 
Con- I don't think Connor's jujitsu is good or anything like that, or his wrestling is good. And like, but the kicks are just different, mm. like defending kicks. Like it's just a very different thing to be in there and have to worry about the legs as well. And Connor was a kickboxer. Like he's proficient with the kicks. Mm-hmm. So that's something I just think you can't, it's just, it would be an unfair advantage for Connor. Mm-hmm. Now, if they just did a straight kickboxing fight, that would be interesting as hell. Mm. But I think what Connor would do is chew away at that that uh, front leg. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you've seen certain guys do it. You just chew up the front leg. You can't even move. You can't punch anything. Nothing. Like you saw. Um, Isn't that what uh, old boy did to Connor? Say again. Isn't that what old boy did to Connor? I think Poirier. Poirier in like he, the he fight in early 2021. Times. He took the leg, took the leg, took the leg, and then hundred percent KO'd him. Hundred percent. And then Connor went after the leg in that second fight. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, dude, it was just <laughs> like you even saw like the Izzy Paul Acosta fight. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And Izzy just started chewing away at that fucking leg, and then Paul Acosta couldn't even move forward. Yeah. He was just standing there like frozen. Yeah. So I think that, but that is more competitive. Yeah. Like I'm almost. That's better. Yeah, I'm almost not interested in Jake fighting him just strict boxing because I think it would be too easy for Jake. <laughs> is that crazy? A little crazy. It's crazy to say. Yeah. But Connor's not big. He still got power with that hook. Yeah, the like, left hand that, is powerful. That shit is crazy. And he is quick. Yeah. I don't know. But how crazy is it that Jake boxing was a fucking joke? And now we're going, yeah, yeah. I think he beats Connor. Yeah. Within six fights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Not, <clears throat> knockouts, even if they're not boxers, the perception uh, you have of a human being when you see them, like, put another guy to the fucking mat and they're yeah. unconscious. Yeah. It's just a different, yeah. I'm going to look at you differently every time you do you that. You got to respect it, not, not only outside the ring, but like in the ring. That's another thing with Connor. Connor can't go in there and play games with him. Like yeah. Connor could go in there and play games with Floyd a little bit because yeah. he Floyd doesn't have that one punch power. Like obviously TKO'd him. He don't get that one punch. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Son, Jake, will Six fights, three sleep. KOs, I think. Or no, five fights, three KOs. He didn't KO Woodley the first time. He got Askren. He got Woodley the second time. He got Nate Robinson. Yeah. I don't know whose fifth fight is. I can't even think about. <laughs> I like that he includes Nate's uh, oh, paper yeah. use. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We call him out on the pot <laughs> on that one. That, was like, that is so yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna take a break for a second because sunglass season is here, and there's no better option than our friends at Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear polarized lenses. Are you? kidding me you can go on outdoor adventures shady rays got you back and that's not all shady rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear every pair every single pair is backed by lost and broken replacements think about that how often you lose a pair of sunglasses that's worth it alone the fact that you buy them and they're gone within two weeks that's not just me that's you too they got you if you lose or break a pair even on day one they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. They also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order and have donated over 20 million meals to date. Look good in your shades and feel good by making an impact. This is a no-brainer here. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. Think about that. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. So exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. That's S-H-A-D-Y-R-A-Y-S.com. Use the code FLAGRANT and you get 50% off two plus pairs of polarized motherfucking shades. Go get them right now. Let's get back to the show. Also, Big Dizzy Energy Tour. Still moving, picking up momentum. We've been selling out the last few weekends. Let's keep that shit going. I'm going to be in Minneapolis at the Acme Comedy Club, Twin Cities. Y'all better come the fuck through. Let's sell out all these shows. Everybody tells me it's one of the best clubs in America, one of the most underrated cities in America. Prove them right. Sell that shit out. Let's go. Buy tickets for that or San Diego, California at the American Comedy Company. These shows are already starting to sell out. I'm telling you, if you don't get tickets soon, you're going to be out of luck. Uh, That's July 28th through 30th. August 5th and 6th, I'm coming back to Atlantic City, the city that pushed back the Netflix special, the city that gave everyone COVID, the heart of our pandemic. August 5th and 6th, also... 
I'm going to have the RU Garbage Boys there for one of those shows, and I'm going to bet $5,000 on a hand roulette because I owe that to them. Also, August 11th through 13th, I'm in Tempe, Arizona. That and other shows are on AkashSing.com. Get your tickets right now, and let's get back to the show. Yo, do you want to talk about this show, The Offer? Okay. Jazzed about this. Who here has seen The Godfather? Anybody? No. Nope. Yes. Yeah. We've all seen The Godfather. Fantastic movie. Mark hasn't. You haven't seen The Godfather? He hasn't seen movies. He hasn't it's seen so any long. movies. It's like a three-hour movie. It's so, it's a great movie. It's considered one of the best movies of all time, yeah. and it's based on a book that Godfather, yeah. and then this show called The Offer is a 10-episode series all about making The Godfather and what it took to make that movie, yeah. and the way you said Top Gun made you feel, where it's like, yo, I want to make a movie, yeah. this shit made me feel like that. Why? It's old Hollywood, and some of the stuff is like corny, and the guy who's the producer clearly tells a story because he makes himself look good almost every scene, but the shit that went down to get this, first of all, the mafia didn't want this movie made. Because it's a mafia movie, and they weren't talking about the mafia back then. Because of Nostra. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, so they are like, so he has to like kind of get the mafia on his side and get them okay with making the movie. Oh, did they eventually approve? Yeah, they approved because he got a mafia guy in his good graces by kind of like, first, the guy calls him to a sit down in Brooklyn. And he's like, look, I'm not going to kill you to prove to you I'm more civilized than you think Italians are. Because he's like, this movie's also offensive to Italians. He's like, um... What you say, your side of the story. And then the guy's like, look, I'm going to invite you to my office. Come read the script. Read the script if you don't like it. If you think it's offensive, we won't make it. I'm not making an offensive movie. The guy comes, they don't have a script done. So he just, he have a beginning and an end and no middle. He just puts fucking spreadsheets in the middle because he knows the mafia or he thinks the mafia guy won't read it. He's just praying, hands it to the mafia guy. Mafia guy, obviously fucking mafia Don. He looks at the page, he looks how thick it is. He goes, you know what? You say it's good, I trust you. <laughs> you say it's okay I appreciate you calling me over here and they're doing shit like this the whole movie then you got the Hollywood side and the producers you gotta deal with and the execs you gotta deal with and this is a fucking great show fun show where's it on? Uh, it's on Paramount Plus oh, yeah, which yeah, kind of yeah, sucks yeah. it's kind of hard limited, to get to right? oh, yeah. and shit. Paramount is the company that produced that produced The Godfather, the Godfather. Gotcha, and gotcha. Uh, it is some propaganda but also good good let it yes, be that's yeah. fine it's okay you but should you also, be proud of yourself you Paramount made the movie was struggling before this movie then all of a sudden they had this. They had another movie called Love Story. Just bang, bang, bang. Like they were about to sell off Paramount, the company that owned it. Yeah. They managed to get them not to sell it. Like it's a just fucking crazy story. If you have access to Paramount Plus, watch the show. Especially if you've seen The Godfather and like The Godfather. Is Paramount Plus uh, uh, Montana show? Yes. Mm. Yes. Dutton Ranch? Yellowstone. What is that yes, called? Yellowstone. 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 Yeah. That's the same one. you think it was called? Dutton, Dutton, Dutton Ranch. Ranch. Oh, okay, that's the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like you would like the show a lot. Dave. yeah. Have you seen it? No. But and the guy I, who I'm, plays I'm Dynasty, like these are like the legends. If you ever read of like how Hollywood was built up, Al Ruddy, yes. uh, Bob Evans, who like yes. did those movies in Chinatown and all those. Yeah. I'm go, go, go. No, no. It was all the crazy old executive stories of Hollywood. Of like, and the guy who plays young Pacino and the guy who plays young James Caan, yeah. rest in peace. But like the guy who plays young Pacino, it's fucking crazy how much he sounds like him and looks like oh, him. Uh, it's fucking crazy. It's like perfectly cast. I, I love the- uh, the how it was made story in yes. general. I think like, you know, spe- you know, for successful businesses, I think there's like a podcast called How It Was Made. Yeah, and they yeah, take like, so. you know, yeah. big companies yeah. and the stories are always great because in order to make something so successful, you need luck. Like yes. everybody needs a little hint of luck or a few little hints of luck. Yeah. Like, and those make like the best stories. But the, um, the Godfather thing is really interesting that they needed the mafia to sign off. I never considered that, but I wonder if the mafia is happy because it presented the mafia, even though it was incredibly like violent and dangerous, but there was like a romanticism yes. to the mafia that exists today because of that movie in non-Italians. Yeah. So people who are completely unfamiliar with mafia, our idea is go say hi to the Don on the wedding day, yeah. kiss the hand, yeah. the affection, the love. It doesn't get like fucked up until, is it two? Is it two? Godfather two. Yeah. Where they show the relationship between- it gets dark. God, that's where it gets really dark. And I dark. wonder if they would have had way more pushback. If knowing- two was one. Well, the book, the book, so book comes out. Puzo's like a struggling writer. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. show this at the Mario beginning. Mario Puzo's the guy Mario, who wrote yeah. The Godfather. Correct. Based on his book. Thank yeah. you. But he owed like mad money to different people. And then he writes his book. It sells 58 million copies. It's apparently the best-selling book <laughs> ever. crazy. Imagine ever. you just get a buck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that is fucking, son, that book money's different. Go on. And he says like to his wife who's suggesting write about what you know in the mafia. He's like, yo, I grew up with these guys. You don't fucking write about them. Yeah. And then she's like, well, make the story yours. 
just make it uh, in a way that humanizes them or whatever. But like, that's another fucking aspect to it. From the moment the book came out and they found out they were making it a movie, so many mafia people, uh, like Frank Sinatra, one of the characters, Johnny Fontaine or whatever his name is, I, you watch the movie, you don't know this. It's making fun of Frank Sinatra. Yeah. I did not know that. Because uh, I see Frank Sinatra as this fucking Don, God, untouchable, like- Everyone loved him. Confident, yeah. charisma out through the roof. And then the character's like this kind of pathetic, needs the mafia to help him out guy. Yeah. And the book is centered way more on this character. So Sinatra is like, I don't want this fucking movie made. Yeah. So the second he finds out it's a movie, he starts talking to mafia. People were like, yo, this is making us look bad. They don't want it made. Wow. There's, and this is the last thing I'm going to give away. There's another scene with the mafia guy where he's like, um, can you not use the word mafia? Or I don't know, somehow it comes up. The producer's like, you know what I'm going to do for you? I'm going to not have the word mafia the used family. at all. Yeah. And then and then the guy, the mafia guy's like, you would do that for me? And he's like, yo, if you want it, that's what we'll do. <laughs> and then he goes and asks Coppola, how many times you use the word mafia? Coppola goes once. And then he says <laughs> the line and he's like, can you take that out? I just need you to do it for me. He goes, done. It was just one line. Oh, this is after the movie's already No, made. the movie's not. It's written. Oh, but when it's written, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is another thing he does to, like, schmooze over this mafia guy. And then the producer gets in good with the mafia, and then that is its own set of problems. Whoa. So <laughs> I, I think one of the things that that the show Entourage exposed yes. is that the life of the agent, manager, producer people is far more interesting in terms of stories yes. than the actual talent. Yeah. Like if you're a fucking rock star like that, remember the book, The Dirt about yes. Motley Crue? Okay. You're going to have wild fuck stories and like destroying hotel rooms or whatever, but like you're not coming across as much adversity mm -hmm. because the adversity is dealt with by the team usually. Yeah. It's constant adversity. Yes. If you're the manager, there's a fire trying to put something yes. out the agent. And you watch, we watch Entourage and it was, and Vince almost became this like character in the background. Yeah. Yeah. He just like stumbles in a pussy, lives a great life. Yeah. And battles a drug addiction for a season. And that's the most boring season. Yeah. Like, all right, man, I don't care. Yeah. But the getting it made. And I talked to a person who said that show is so accurate. I can't watch it. It makes me uncomfortable. Well, I thought meaning, Entourage meaning, uh, was like an over-dramatization. This shit don't really go down like this. Entourage is so accurate. Yes. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. this lady who, uh, worked like behind the camera fairly high up was like, I can't, it's so accurate, I can't watch it. I, it's like, it reminds me too much of just fucking past anxieties and shit that I had to go through. I can't watch the show. Yeah. It's so accurate. Yo, it's interesting though that like we needed Vince's character that you could like live aspirationally through. Yeah. Like it's, it's so weird what we need. Like Vince gets you in the door. It's like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to be yeah. like part of this thing and girls are everywhere, et cetera. But E is the star. Yes. And then also uh, the agent, Ari, Ari yeah. right? But yeah, it's so interesting. Without Vince, I don't know if that show works. Yeah. You still need the of guy. Course. yeah. Even if he's not the focal point. Yeah. And yeah, in, interesting. Yeah, you need to really care about him and that makes you care more because he cares so much about yes. what, and Ari, this is like, they even added this little hook. He's, I discovered Vince. I don't discover a lot of people. I discovered Vince. Yeah, so yeah. he takes more ownership in Vince's yeah. career. So he cares more. So that raises the stakes because emotionally these guys care so much. But I wonder if Ari's role in episode one was supposed to be as big. No. But then he knocked I it heard, out of the park. I heard, yeah, I heard he knocked it yeah. out of the park. And he did a fucking he did a fucking great job. But yeah, the offer. Also, the name is good. Yeah. yeah. The offer. Like, I'm going to make you an offer. Yes. You can't refuse. Mm -hmm. There's another show if anyone, like, actually cares about that. So we don't. So Godfather, what do we have? <laughs> Godfather was a Sicilian mob. And there's a show. I think I brought it up before. It's called Gamora. Oh, yeah. Covers. This is actually really cool. So the again, Naples, it was Naples, someone right? from Naples. Yeah. His name is Roberto Saviano. As soon as he came out with it. He would target on his fucking back on his forehead. He was in like protection in Italy for years because he exposed the Camorra and then they changed it to Camorra, the, the film title. Um, that what became a Camorra? film and then it's a series. It's the Naples mob series. You want to watch this? I think it bounces around different networks. I promise you watch it in an Italian language. This is the, the fucking best mafia show you could possibly watch. It's, it's like people wire. that have seen 000. It's like that. It's like it's the, the wire. wire. Yeah. It's Narcos. all that. And then like that mob kind of got busted in Italy. And now there's another one called that 000 is uh, Indrangheta from Calabria. And they're responsible for like 80% of drug trafficking between like South America and Europe. Like it's, and you have to be like blood related. So those are like the big mobs, but Gamora is like the next after. You know, you know, the most impressive thing about the mafia, and maybe you need violence and fear to make this work. And yeah, I'm like backing into this, but um, that they can have a functional business with nepotism. The, 
oftentimes mm. the best people to increase, yeah. Yeah. you know, the value of your company are not necessarily your kids. Like, cause your kids, you're rolling the dice. It doesn't matter how good you raise them. Some might be smart, some might be stupid. Yeah. It doesn't matter, right? The best person to run your business might be some fucking genius that went to MIT or might be some like hard-nosed business kid that built his way up. But there are, are other people out there that can increase like, uh, what is it called? Uh, the shareholder's profits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I think one of the criticisms of um, Dolan is you look at the executive board and it's everybody's last name is Dolan on it. You're like, and oh, is that why the Knicks suck? Yes. yes <laughs> like you're telling me the five people that can increase my shareholder profits are related to you? Yeah. What a coincidence, yeah. right? It's like Moneyball, like that whole. What, what Moneyball you're saying when you're choosing the right your players, point. right? So it's like, what's kind of impressive about the mafia is they're like, now nah, we're only doing blood. Right? Only Sicilian, period. You can't be made without being Sicilian. Right, so, but here's the interesting thing. Maybe they need to be violent because they can't compete with just blood. Yeah. So it's like, mm. oh, you're entering my business. Well, you shouldn't be threatened if your business was good. Yeah. Well, I can't make it that good because I got these fucking idiot nephews yeah. that don't know how to run a business. Yeah. But if I put a gun to your head, you your won't life even is open your business. Yeah. Your life yeah. is online. You got to perform. So if they removed, sorry, if they removed nepotism and just hired like any other business, they could probably still do the illegal shit they do just more proficiently and then not have to kill a single person. They have to kill because you can't count on family. Like, like, isn't that yeah, weird? I think, I think you got to kill either you way. You still got to kill. Okay, you still yeah. got to kill. But I, does the, it, is the point cogent? Does it kind of make sense? Yeah, it a makes bit? sense, but like you have to, the only way the Knicks are going to be good is if you start acing out board members. Like, what does that mean? Killing acing board out? members. Like if your life is on the line <laughs> as a Dolan, the yeah, Knicks yeah. will perform. You just got to raise the stakes because yeah. you can't get fired. <laughs> yeah. You can't get killed. I think it's actually better that there's nepotism because if you just brought like hungry people, it's like, oh shit, this is, there's no laws here. I could just take out top guy oh, and become top guy. And true, true. If that's my uncle, it's like, true. I'm going to respect him. Yes. Well, that, that also happens, right? I guess that's the security, right? It's the security is almost like um, royal family type shit. Like, how do we keep it in our bloodline, like in our last name? The concern is if you bring in these other people, it's like what happened with like Gucci and I'm sure a bunch of other products, right? It yeah. started out as his family business and then you brought in these other people who are sharks and the reason they're good is because they're sharks. Mm. But the problem with a shark is it doesn't have friends. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So once it finds out that you're food. It's the apex predator. It kills. Mm -hmm. It will eat you. You're done. But isn't that, I don't know, I That's find that kind of interesting. Like the mafia, I guess the only way to sustain and protect the family is with a bit of fear. And who are <laughs> or you? Or just acknowledging that there's going to be competition and maybe life isn't going to be well, as Well, also sweet. adding on to Al's point, who are you the least likely to snitch on? Some guy you barely know that you just started working for or your family? I'm not snitching on my family. Yeah, and there, if we, there's security within that. This America the is the thing yeah. that's like we built upon this. Yeah. I'm way less likely to tell on my family, my cousins, mm -hmm. my brother. I'm not doing that. You can also ingrain values in family easier yeah. than like a grown person that's coming to the business at 30 years old. Yeah. yeah. So ever since they're kids, you're saying, hey, yeah. we don't snitch, we don't do whatever. So you're curating behavior. It's religious. Yeah. This is what is right behavior. This is what is wrong behavior. At least I can trust your behavior. You might not be smart enough to make some money. Yeah. And we might have to bring some cousins that can actually You get do to something. raise your employees, literally. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Coppola, yeah. this ties actually into the, not necessarily the offer, but even The Godfather. When you think about why it's so good, Coppola, Francis Ford Coppola, the director of The Godfather, brilliant guy, he reads this, the thing and he's like, you know how you make this movie? You don't make it about the mafia. You make it about a family. This is a story about family. Mm. And that's where it's, the mafia is so family. This whole thing, everybody relates to it. Not just you're romanticized by the mafia, but you're drawn to it because of family. Everybody is a Michael or a Sonny or a Fredo, or you have a Michael or Sonny or Fredo in your family. You know, dad probably has sons trying to figure this all out. Like you have a daughter, you got to be protective of her. These are all just family stories, immigrant experiences in a lot of ways. Yeah. Even though you might not be doing illegal shit, you relate on an emotional level to That's it. That's the Hollywood secret. That was like the Spielberg, like make it simple. Even he was a producer on Transformers. All he said was like, it's a story about a kid in his first car, that type of- Yeah. Uh, That's a Pixar storytelling technique. Yeah. It's like every story has to be universal. It has, like, every storyline has to be boiled down to something that every person on the planet can and will experience. Like, for example, Coco. What is, what is like, the baseline? It's like the loss of family. Don't mention like, that, bro. Come on. You know what that does to me? I saw Blue Bayou on a plane. That shit goes, right? Motherfucker. Yo, the last scene of that movie, the most... 
Andrew talked about this. He watched this movie on a plane. I, did, I, I didn't watch it on my screen. Remember, I watched it on the guy oh, next to me screen. Movie. I was fucking bawling crying. So I watched it on my screen. Holy oh, that's shit. That's the next one. I, Shouts, I think the director, Justin Chong. Justin I don't Chong. get his name wrong. Justin Chong. I hit him up after. I was like, son, you made a beautiful movie. Yeah. He's a fan. Yeah. So shouts to him. But fucking amazing movie. Beautiful movie. I don't normally have tears streaming oh, down my face if, in a movie. You're weeping. I'll, I'll, you're weeping. Yeah, I'll eye water all day. Yeah. Tears, not normally. This movie yeah. be the end. I was trying like this. Like, yeah. I mean, it was fucking just rocking. Son, son, unbelievable. Son, thinking about Coco right now. So I, should, I swear to God, that shit does it to me, bro. Wait, Akash, yeah. as an Indian, did you cry Lion? Did you see Lion? Yes, I did. You cried? But I, had, I knew the story already, okay. so I didn't cry as much. What is Lion? It's the it's craziest fucking story, and it's a true story. It's about a kid who is from like a poor part of India and is going to the on like the train station. Somehow gets on a train to fall asleep. Uh, he falls asleep on a train. His brother like gets killed. He can't find him. Some crazy shit happens, and then he just gets transported to a different part of India. He has no idea where the fuck he is. They speak a different dialect. G- ends up in an orphanage. Gets adopted by a family in Australia. Doesn't remember this as he gets older. And then like like randomly starts remembering like oh I'm from oh, that's India I'm right from yeah, this part of India I'm from and then he like goes and tries to find his mom mm. and it's a fucking amazing story Dev Patel good. kills it he's fucking great oh such a it's a beautiful movie also fuck should he getting emotional right now yeah no nah, <laughs> on a plane yeah. you're emergency land it seems like one industry that's actually worked with nepotism is Bollywood. Yeah, like, we, yeah, they yeah. don't really seem to allow much else. Every, fa- yeah. yeah, I guess. But like, still, the industry is like extremely profitable. Like everyone loves it. The movies yeah. are great, and yeah. it's all it's all nepotism. And, and why? Why do you think it can function that way? I don't know. I, I mean, w- maybe acting is so easy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like yo, 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 yeah. Watch your fucking yeah. mouth, Maybe, dog. maybe <laughs> acting's that easy. Oh, explosion! Bus falls over. Boom! It works. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I'm gonna play Kalhona for you, and you're gonna ball your fucking eyes out like you're watching Blue Bayou. No. Yeah. Don't dude. do that. All right, guys, we gonna take a break for a second because uh, listen, today's video is sponsored by SeatGeek, and if you didn't know already, SeatGeek is a ticketing app that makes buying tickets super simple. We've got the app on our phones right here, baby. Listen, I'm telling you, it is one place to make buying simple from sports to concerts to festivals to comedy shows. They're all on SeatGeek. The weekend in New York this weekend? Hell, you probably had tickets on SeatGeek before. Absolutely, man. SeatGeek is a great way where you can purchase tickets, especially tickets that are very difficult to get. SeatGeek wants to make sure you're getting a good deal. So when you're on the app, look for the green dots. The green means good deal. Red means not so good. So they got your back with the purchases as well. And listen, don't worry. We've got the hookup. We've got it. Use the code flagrant and you're going to get $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with the promo code flagrant. Now let's get back to the show. Is there a Bollywood scene that involves a white guy that you and Andrew can interact? uh, No. No, the white guys are always like some fucking... They're just terrible characters every time. Really? Do that to it's you. like Squid Game. It's <laughs> those mass assholes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, they just, they try to speak Hindi. It sounds so bad. It's always brutal. If you were a white dude that grew up in Delhi, spoke perfect Hindi, could you get cast as like a Bollywood actor? Like, are there any roles for you? If you're like- You ain't related, sp- so no. With those you eyes, With Yo, those eyes? You can have some role. Or you'd be somebody. Side character. But you're not going to be a lead. But, but uh, Veer wasn't related, right? And he was able to do some Veer, acting. Yeah, Veer got in, and it's you, it does happen. He says it's possible, but it just seems like families have such a chokehold on it, and Bollywood is such an integral. Like, they have a chokehold on entertainment. Movies are like, this is our escape. We go watch the movie. We're done. Mm. Three hours. It's going to be a fun story. Like, they're starting to make more, like, realistic, gritty kind of shows, and I'm curious to know how India takes it. And to me, I almost look at it as what, a what sign. Do you mean? What do you mean? Like, uh, I, so like India that I grew oh, up with. escapism. Bolly, yeah, Bollywood that Bolly. I grew up with was pure uh, escapism. Uh, uh, uh. I'm going to go watch fun, rich people, beautiful colors. India's beautiful colors in general, but like happy stories. It'll be melodramatic, but happy stories because life is hard. And mm. yeah, yep, yep. The good America, guy wins at the end. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hero's America, journey. Yeah. yeah. We love the gritty because our life is good. Like, what do we need to escape to? Oh, so we want to feel something real. Yeah. Because we're living in we're a We're living in a fucking, world. this is, yeah. we are the 1%. Yeah, yeah, Whether yeah, yeah. we like to admit it or not. Yeah. You go to a, a rougher country. like a hero's journey as well. But I, I hear what you're saying. There is, there's also an industry for these kind yes. of gritty movies because there are people that need to access those feelings where in- In Bollywood, that was very rare. I can think I of like- I don't need to feel that shit. I feel One or two day. movies where the, the main character died. Mm. I'm sure there's more, but growing up, the big ones- and now I'm starting to see more gritty kind of Bollywood movies. And I'm wondering if that's a sign of their economy getting stronger. Well, it's also like Netflix is huge. They've there, climbed so out of the third world and now they're like, well, you know, we want to 
want to see some of this. There's yeah. people who are like, dude, life is good. I want to see. Let's get a Marley and me. I want to see reality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You see uh, Miss Marvel? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, uh, you should check it out. It's, it's I heard really they be good. shitting on India in it, these Pakistanis. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that, but I mean. <laughs> no, but it's like Disney and, and Netflix Abby are coming to India. India. They're not going to compete with Bollywood. They're going to say, okay, what's the method? Let me bring a horror. Let me bring a thriller. Let me bring something a little bit more. Yeah, Netflix is trying to do Bollywood, yeah. like trying to compete with Bollywood, but they're doing it through different like way. different shows, grittier shows, sadder shows, reality type shit. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's re- that's an interesting observation, though. Like, as a country lifts itself out of destitute poverty, it starts to feel and relate to different things in the art. Yeah. yeah. Like the art is always a reflection. I think of Marley the- and Me should be the test. I said that as a joke. If you if you if your country likes Marley and Me, you're first world. Can you break down Marley I, and Me to anybody who hasn't seen? Literally, is like white family. They adopt a dog. The dog gets old. They got to put it down. End of the movie. It's just like, <laughs> we're sad our family dog died. It's Old Yeller, but without yeah, rabies. Yeah. I, I, yeah, but Old Yeller's sad because like real life happens. Like nature takes over, the dog's decrepit, it dies. Like this dog just got old, it got lumpy. And they're like, all right, go to sleep forever. Like that's the whole movie. Okay. So I think if you're, as a country, like sad about this, it's like, yeah, yeah you're doing pretty good. Yeah. Any other country that I like, can't believe you've seen Marley and Me and not The Godfather. <laughs> what the fuck is going on, man? Because I like real movies, bro. I like cinema. <laughs> yeah. Because my life is, you know, my life is hard. That's what it is. I don't want to watch The Godfather. It's too too real. That's every day for me. That yeah. was what flipped a switch with me with Bollywood in terms of liking it. Because I was like, oh, I was like, it's, it's, it's so like surreal and it's so ridiculous. And then I was like, oh, they want to escape because they don't have my cushy ass life in America. Mm. So watch it and don't expect the real shit, the reality, or an action star like flipping over an eighteen wheeler. I'm like, that's so fucking stupid. Right. It's like, yo, they don't want real. Real sucks. Yeah. yeah. There's so many people over there. So give us, give me escapism. And then I watch it with a different lens and I was like, oh, we're just having fun. This is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, when you go to your place and you're playing like poppy Indian music and you're just like, oh, yeah. yeah what would Indians us. think of Marley and me? If like you went to Uttar Pradesh. They'd be, like, they'd be like, why are you adopting this fucking street dog? You <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker gonna take our food, yo. Just <laughs> yeah. the fuck out of here. That's my point, bro. Play that movie anywhere. North Korea. You adopt just a dog? Shub, <laughs> 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 did, did anybody in your family have a dog? Nah, never. Mad street dogs, and you just look at them like, yo, get the fuck away from our food, yo. Yeah. Yo, that's interesting. I'm, I'm fascinated by cultures that don't have pets. Okay. Like, we live in Williamsburg, right next to all these Hasidic Jews. Hasidic Jews don't have pets. I've never seen a Hasidic Jew walking a dog ever in my life. They just don't, they just don't do it. And why do you think that is? I don't know. I don't know what the point is. Like, but I think like in China, there's so many fucking kids that they don't want like another thing to look after. Is that what it is? I, I, I genuinely think that is. Like, you're a woman, you have six kids by the time you're like 25. Do you really want a dog? But you got to think there's got to be one woman you, that has two kids and is like, oh, yeah, puppy would be nice. I think they think it'd be nice. I assume they think it'd be nice, but they're like, that's not the focus right Does now. Does the woman get a say? I'm actually asking. In what? In an Orthodox community. Does it in a say in what? Though? In like, hey, we're getting a dog. Outfit? No. I don't want the dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah, does yeah. A woman, is the woman the one being like, oh, I don't want a dog. I think if a man wants a dog, they're getting a dog. No, Duff. I'm hmm. ignorant asking this question. I think he hates the Hasids yeah. more than anybody. So <laughs> I, I don't think he'd have a single fucking clue. Yeah, I think it's like part of the culture not to worship anything other than God. Muslims often don't have dogs. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Is it a. Why are we going out of our way to feed this thing? Do they have dogs in India? Like, do they have pets? Now, if you're doing well, you have a dog and you love the fuck out of it. Okay. But uh, a lot of people don't. But Muslims often don't have dogs and it's like a cleanliness thing, I think. I can see that. It's like a cultural slash religious thing. I can see that on the kosher thing. thing. You're bringing in stuff from the street. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Probably don't like German shepherds. It is a. It is a super. (laughs) (laughs) Dobermans aren't really gonna make it in. Yeah. It is a super flex, though, when you think about it. Yeah. The idea, like, we have so much. There's such abundance in this family that we can take care of an animal. Like you said that shit a while ago, and I've always thought about it. The like, like uh, a flex is just waste. Yeah. Yes. What, yeah, yeah. And apparently, uh, this popped up the other day on, uh, I was reading some shit, and it was high like- High ceilings. Yeah, high ceilings, but also lawns. I can waste space. The American no, lawn. It's, it's, it's I the have fact room that, for nothing. Yeah, literally. No, not even nothing. I have room to not grow food. Gardens. Oh. Yeah. Oh, not only is, oh, I could grow food. That's interesting as fuck. I don't even need to grow food. This yeah. land is just a great vineyard point. here. This I can just, have anything. Imagine you got a garden, like I'm doing the work, but I'm not growing food. I'm just growing flowers. Yeah. Wow. I'm just growing flowers. Dude, a botanical garden. What a waste. <laughs> Dude, people from other countries must show up and be like, wait, you can't eat none of this shit? You have a dedicated area to growing things you cannot eat. It's a food museum. People, people pay to come not eat? To yeah. not eat, to That's look crazy. at things that are growing out of the ground. Yo, flowers are waste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
situation. That's what I try to tell my girl. <laughs> That's why they love them. They love anything that's fucking wasting that money. That's yeah. the flex for them. Dude, they flex is, on their friends. Look, I don't oh, even need this. That's what I waste. Complete waste. I'm having like high moments right now, but how interesting is that? Like at least a fucking tree generates shade, right? Oxygen. Which is life or death. Yeah. yeah. Like also oxygen, but like literally shade in the fucking desert or hot. That is life or death situation. A flower grows six inches off the fucking ground, mm. right? It offers no shade. You cannot eat it. It is it is a, a drain on humanity. Yeah. The fact that we give this to things as gifts. At least yeah. it looks pretty. What about the people who just get plants and just fill up a whole studio with it? <laughs> <laughs> what about shade. that? No shade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oxygen. Yeah, yeah. LEDs. Oxygen. We think clearer because of these yeah, trees. That's a good point, though. Like, also, a very blurry background if we don't have somebody <laughs> want to get into the production of it. Yeah. But like girls do want like the story. If honestly, if you want to make a billion dollars, you open up a jewelry store, but you sell a product and a story with it. That's the trick. Can you give an example? Because like you, you go to a jewelry store, you buy jewelry, you What's give it to- What's the story of your shirt? Like, like can you tell <laughs> us this like- is a pie, right? Right? <laughs> This is a woman's shirt. Okay. There's buttons on the other side, got out of the thrift store. I was like, yo, this is sick. Put it on. I was like, it's a woman's shirt. Kept rocking. I mean, that's a big woman. Yeah. 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 No, this was a teacher. Yeah. Right that's there, a catcher. Right? I don't even fill this out, bro. This is like my metric. If I can fill this out, that's when I know I made it. Okay, no, break it down. Wait, because the story and the, and the product. Because a girl wants to know you suffer to get it. You know what I mean? Like if you just bring her flowers, she's like, oh, that's nice. You know, you bring her like, a, like jewelry from the store. She's like, oh, it's pretty. But if you're like, I got this. It was the last one. I haggled with the guy. It was pouring rain. I ran home. I lost a foot. And now it's yours. And I brought it to you. I feel like they like it more. Because... If there's flowers, suffering. There's suffering yeah. involved. There's a story. Well, you involved. guys called effort. Remember yeah, when you yeah, guys yeah. fucking yeah, bodied yeah. me on that? Wait, effort, that exactly. Easy. So and you need to have like a store that gives guys the maximum e effort, but they just tell you what to say for the effort. Now, so once like, girls know about this store, it's fucking over. Yeah, right? yeah, but it's on the inside. They don't know. That's the thing. We got to block. We got to put something on the outside of that store that women would never like. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like discount, or like we have to put we have to put something on the outside that would make a girl never yeah, go in. So clearance, some sort yeah. of like yeah. blocking. Mm -hmm. No, but I think the guy just sees, oh, it's a guy shopping alone. Boom. Discount sporting goods. Yeah. Discount sporting. I'll goods. slide yeah. the card Pokemon across the table. Card. Hey, give yeah. this to your girl, and then also tell her this story, and she's gonna love it way more. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, you're gonna have one simp that snitches, and and then everyone's yeah, yeah. Every, just deny, deny. He is right. Break up a guy and his girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know he made that guy. shit up. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't even fight any animals to get it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Adding lie. story though to anything, especially like product, is so valuable. You know what I mean? Like you pointed that out as the end of Game of Thrones, where like the most powerful thing in the world is a story. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. pointed that out how true that was, and I was like, yeah, fuck. Well, dude, think about it. Even your watch that you have on right now, yeah. right? Omega Speedmaster. Yes. Like. This is known as the moon watch. Yes. That watch has so much more value because it's tied to people landing on the fucking moon. How awesome and lucky are they? Like even the Corvette. Yeah. The Corvette is what you got if you're an astronaut. Yes. That's why the Corvette is this amazing car. Now, obviously, it has like, you know, tons of horsepower for how affordable it is. And it's an American muscle car. Yeah, yeah. It's the astronaut car. Yeah. You came back. You get a fucking Corvette. I want to drive the thing that the people to go to space drive. Yeah. You know? Brilliant marketing. Attaching story. Hey, where are you going after you win the Super Bowl? Hey, where you am I going? Disney World. I mean, that's maybe like a small word, but like attaching story to products. I know you were like being silly when you were saying that, but like you're 100% right. Yeah. I do think attaching that story so to the So think product, of the marketing guy who went to Chevy or whoever and was like, yo, we're going to give the astronauts Corvettes. And, and you like, know what, what we're going to do? We're not going to put the Ford logo on it. Yeah. Or the Chevy logo, yeah. by the Chevy logo. It's going to have a Corvette logo. What's well, a Corvette logo? Oh, we're going to make one that makes yeah. it look like a race car. We'll have the fucking flags on it, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. isn't that like, and that's a smart decision. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's its own car, the Corvette. Yeah. Even though we know it's a Chevy. I didn't know it was a Chevy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> isn't that interesting? I thought that was a different brand. That's, so, that's I mean, crazy. that is kind of, that is kind of, cool. and I guess like we do that as well, like yeah. in our business, but like, Really like tying in story. What does this movie mean? What is this movie really about? Mm -hmm. These stories are how. Listen, the most potent books that exist to the to this day that have been here for thousands of years are what? They're all stories, right? Yeah. They're not a list of fucking things. The Bible is a story. The, a true bunch story of stories, from, right? Not like true story, the best stories. Story. Yeah. For some reason, we just attach ourselves to these fucking stories, man. Maybe it's how we organize the world. I mean, like even the most. I, I was watching like a, a Bill Clinton fucking interview. And like the way he answered the questions, every question had a, every answer had a story. 
Mm. And I was like, man, like that is some fucking next level shit. Like yeah. not, here's my opinion. Well, let me tell you why. You know, in, in 73, I remember there was a guy who came up to me outside of a gas station and he said this. Yeah. And it was like, how, I, I don't know. I, I remember like watching that and I get lost in it and there's always a great little payoff at the end. And it's like, wow, it's you kind of like stand up. It's like you rewarded the person for listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the most significant part is that you remember. And you remember. Yeah, like how long ago did you see that speech or whatever? Like, and you still remember. It's like your brain to survive is going to attach itself to stories. Dude, I'm not why? Even- why? What is the biological? I'm assuming just to survive. I don't know the answer, but I'm assuming like, okay, in order to survive, when someone tells me some information about the fucking world, about the planet, like, hey, don't eat those pigs because they got the devil in them and actually like the meat is fucked up. And now I remember not to eat the pigs way better than someone just going, don't well, eat pigs. It's like an emotional tie yeah. with it. It's like the memory palaces. Like, have you ever heard someone do like a memory test or whatever? What is that? This is fascinating. Like, they'll do like, so they have like these memory world championships where people try to like memorize the number of like the order of cards in a deck and like the world champion is able to memorize every card in order of like 60 decks on a table. That guy, Jim Quick, remember we had him on there? He was one of those guys. And he's like, okay, yeah, Jack of Spades, Ace, whatever, like able to go through all of them, 60 cards. And like the way that some people do it is they'll do memory palaces with like, okay, I walk in my house, I see the Jack of Spades in the corner and the Jack is actually like a jester that's in the corner and he's dancing. And then he on his shirt has a heart on his shirt and it's this two of hearts. And then he's able to create a path in his brain out of a story. Use an actual map that you're familiar with. Exactly, And then you attach these things that you want to memorize to the map. Yeah, exactly. And then for whatever reason, it like locks in in that way, but you're creating a story. You're creating a story of you going through your home, I guess. Yeah. And maybe based on things you're already familiar with. Yeah. But But I'm assuming it's gotta be survival. Like all those like old Jewish, like Levitical laws and shit. Like, yo, don't eat this thing because it's bad. And it's like a story from God. God came down. He's like, yo, don't eat shellfish. Yeah. It's not because he's going to make you throw up, right? <laughs> it's because God came down and yeah. this is going to happen. You're going to get punished because that is, I always thought that was like raise the stakes so they really don't eat it. But maybe it's just make them remember not to eat it. I yeah. think that's what it maybe feels like. Maybe a little like. combination of both. Because it's like, what's a coincidence? It's like, it's not hard to think don't eat a bottom feeder, right? Because you can't really track what's gone through its yeah. body from top to bottom. And then they put the story afterwards. Like, and here you go. Yeah, you know, yeah. Said blah, 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 blah. And you know, more content to read and discuss over <laughs> yeah. and over again. No, but for, I think it's just, it's, a, it's much more digestible. Like, <laughs> it is just a more digestible yeah. version of information. And then you get the same end result. You bring up stand-ups. I'm not even saying it as a joke. You think about the stand-up who might have had the longest staying power prior and yeah. Cosby. Yeah. And Cosby's all stories. Shit. Look at Bert. Bert. The, the machine. machine. This yeah. is like an amazing story. Yeah. Yeah, the things that we attach ourselves to. There's got to be something biological. Yeah. I, right? That, yeah. It's just. I think if you can just get people to play, you can play people's emotions, that's the most powerful thing. And you and even, stories play the emotions. Yeah. I mean, you even look at like Chappelle, like as he's continued to like evolve as a stand up, like everything is almost wrapped into story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You Fucking, know, like. Uh, what's Bird Revelation? Where yeah. he's at the comedy store and he talks about uh, Iceberg Slim. Yep. That story. And then yep. he yep. does uh, the Emmett Till thing in Equanimity. It's beautiful story. Our attention span increases for story. Yeah. We have a lower attention span for just like um, information, Mm -hmm. but information that's wrapped into story. Yeah. It's also like, what else was there to do for most of human history? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, We didn't have TV. We didn't have TikTok. We didn't have these things. We had stories. So our brains are built for them. Sit around, eat food, tell stories. Interesting. And I'm assuming there's got to be a survival component. I mean, we still sit around and in just stories, just yeah. through television and movies. We just let so other people do it. The Godfather, it's yeah. just a story. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's a thing. Like but I'm assuming where- that's the biological programming is from just sitting around a fire. This is how powerful story is. Godfather is a book that's a story. Then they make a movie that's a story and about the book. A movie and now they're the making a story about the making of the story, of yeah. the making of the story. Like it's And the podcast is reviewing the... Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I, for me, and... Yeah, I'm sure we all feel this way, but like story is the thing that I'm most fascinated by. Uh, it's the thing that I'm most uh, I- admire. Yeah. You know, like, it, uh, yeah, I just, I think that people who are great storytellers and these are like filmmakers, you know, like, I think that is just such an incredible skill. Mm-hmm. And I think that you can, I think that you can fill the gaps with maybe less acting chops when you have an absolutely amazing, engaging story. Yeah. And, those things are just few and far between. Yeah. Like there's a few storytellers out there that are just absolutely incredible. Like fucking Christopher Nolan, dude. Like 
Chris and Jonathan Nolan. Like they have a skill mm-hmm. to tell stories, man. Yeah. They they get it. It's a fucking science to them. Or maybe it's more than just a science. Maybe it's not just, you know, numbers and shit. Maybe it's like for whatever reason they have this like emotional connectivity to it and they can just produce it. And it's a language that they speak. But like even that movie that came out with the time that was confusing as hell, like you gotta be so good at telling stories to even Mm. try to mess up time. Like the whole thing about story is it's it starts, linear. Yeah, it's, yeah. Linear. it's like that's the super flex. Like, what if time wasn't linear? And <laughs> which, I, which movie is that? Memento? It's called uh, Tenet. M- no Tenet. 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 Uh, Tenet. But he did well with he did it well in Interstellar. I mean, he Interstellar us- was so incredible. But oh. I just feel like it's like, what if you mastered story? How do you keep flexing? How do you keep pushing yeah. to the next level? Like, yeah. Let me just tell the story all wrong that's and see if that such works. Such a flex. Yeah, I'm so bored with storytelling. Let me try this. Oh, man. Yeah. I would love it. I'd love to just take class in, in that. Like, but I don't know if they even have to be linear for the stories. Like, that's an assumption because that's how we normally tell stories. But, like, if you look at, like, all those storytelling guides, like Dan Harmon's Story Circle. The story Circle. Or, like, yeah, all yeah. that shit. It's not necessarily linear. Yeah. It's just, like, these beats happen in this order. It's yeah. still a payoff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, like, that payoff can happen at the, like, you can rearrange those pieces like anachronistically, as long as those pieces all happen in that. I think order. Pulp Fiction is a good example. Yeah, I was just yeah. gonna say that because it wasn't linear, but I think that just the way that we consume things, it kind of makes sense to do it. So yeah. like, you got to be very confident in your storytelling ability to mix and. Match. I remember as a exactly. kid, I didn't understand what happened in Pulp Fiction. I was like, I don't. You're like, what? I'm such a linear thinker. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I don't. But you can now turn it on at any fuck? time and just and watch it for 20 minutes. Yeah. Count, yeah. But but for that reason, yeah, you have to be an absolute master in that space. Otherwise, it's like. Art house films can break that all the time, but for the general public, like I'm green lighting these crazy budgets because we know on average people want this payoff. And that's just Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yo, you want to rip through feelings, no facts? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. And you know what's real quick what's crazy about Pulp Fiction is the most dramatic scene is the middle of the story that they put at the end. The Samuel L. Jackson diner scene. I'm trying real hard to be oh, the shepherd. Oh yeah. That's it. that's the that's the climax of the movie, but it's not the climax of the story. Yeah, hold on one second. I'll we'll just wrap up and then we can get into that. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That is. That, I didn't realize that that was the fucking. Climax That's the climax. The it's just a random. It's the fucking scene at the diner, and Samuel Jackson makes his beautiful speech. But it's actually the middle of the story. Yeah, because at the end, there's crazy shit that happens in the middle of the movie. It's like, oh fuck, that's yeah. sad. But that's not the climax. The climax is the speech. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that Ron White tater tater salad story. It's like it starts here, but then the payoff is back in time. Yeah. That then pays off in the present. Yeah. So, yeah. What's up, everybody? Say hi to the truffle. We even got Julie Avery in the building. Listen, uh, thank you guys so much for watching Flagrant. If you want some more, you know, we got some more. That Patrione, okay? Sign up for that Patreon. We got a full episode coming out Friday. Patreon.com slash flagrant2. I'm going to see my shorty's parents. What am I supposed to do? Do you got to open up her mom's butt cheeks one time, two times. It's a sign of respect over there. Give me, give me, give me. Okay, let's just take some innocent people and then shoot them. What the fuck is wrong with these Europeans? If I got a BBL, I would take a picture of Wee Man and say, do that to me. Join the motherfucking army. Also, check out my special this Sunday, Infamous. You can get it on my website, theandrewschultz.com. Thank you. Peace.